Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. B-Pod Studios. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me having an on. In therapy. Socks, 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 stupid socks. Felker and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Hey, Mac, um, can you just sort of take us back through last night after the game and just sort of what was running through your mind and what you were feeling that sort of you know, led to the change in routine there. Change in what routine? Like, we didn't see you after the game. You know, you didn't come in. We didn't get to talk to you after the game. And then... Yeah, I think uh, my health was a priority there and just trying to make sure I was okay. I think that's important. And, um, you know, I'm fine. And I'm here now to talk. And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings, but... Uh, you know, I think that's part of the game. You have to make sure that your health is okay and then continue on from there. So, 100%. No, no feelings hurt at all. Um, but more, was, was curious sort of what, what you were feeling, you know, that, that yeah. led them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I wasn't, my back hurt. So, <laughs> we're just trying to figure out what, what the issue was. And they did all the tests and everything was fine. So, um, that's pretty much it. Before we get back to the phones, big boy, what'd you make of uh, Mac Jones, the <clears throat> injury uh, being held out of the media veils after the game, doing it yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm worried about it. I mean, you know, it's week one. Uh, that was quite a hit that he took on that, that high-low uh, roughing the passer penalty. And, you know, if anything... I'm not a doctor, but, you know, what I do know about spasms is it's, you know, it's normally your back telling you shutting it down before something more serious happens. Do you think he so, had back spasms? Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no reason to doubt that. And that would be a, you know, an explanation for, you know, why he couldn't stand there at the podium and do it. He could have been, you know, locked up after the game. Like just, I don't know if you've had back spasms before, but. The uh, you don't want to tell someone they don't have a back. I, I, I know. No, no, I've had back spasms. I know what they feel like. He didn't have back spasms. He got popped, and they were worried he broke something back. They were worse. And so he had some sort of, like, strain or something in his back that hurt like hell, and they had to go check it out. I, spasms are like things that can sort of act up on their own. This was triggered by an incident. I think they were more than happy to not have him face the media after the game. Whether Why? that was uh, intentional or not, because 
groupy, you know, droopy Gus, uh, grumpy Gus, uh, bitchy Mac, like he's betrayed, uh, you know, just by his body language uh, enough this offseason where I think they're more than happy not to have to deal with his attitude after the game or have it rub off or have his teammates look at it, never mind us look at it or whatever. Even if, even when Mac Jones is saying the right things, the actual words, if you read it on a transcript, they are, they're the right words, but we've all listened to him all summer. You, you know he's not right, not particularly happy, not particularly confident. And uh, the less of that the, that the Pats put out there, the better. I, I think I'd be more than happy that they had a day for him to cool down or whatever and just do it the next day. I, 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 I bet they were happy Mike, for Mike, I'm all for your conspiracy theories, but, I mean, th- that's kind of ridiculous. They're going to keep a quarterback from talking. No, I didn't know, say keep it, game. but, like, yeah, your back's sore. Go ahead. Go, go, go into the x-ray room, and you can do the media tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. No, they didn't make it up. I mean, there's something there, I guess. But I'm just telling you. They were more than happy that he didn't have to face the media yesterday or Sunday. That's what I think. So it's really not much of a conspiracy theory. They've had to talk to him already this offseason, right? Haven't they had a little attitude adjustment with him once? So now they now all your worst fears come to fruition. It's all there for everybody to see in a real game that everybody's watching. And he's getting pounded and the offense is doing nothing. And they get to skip one of his press conferences. No problem. I bet they were happy for it. And I bet his back is just fine. That's just what I bet. Not a conspiracy, just a hunch. Anyway, back to the phones. Here's uh, Michelle in South Carolina. Go ahead, Michelle. Hey, guys. Uh, Hey, Greg. Um, I wanted to talk about maybe Bob Moore. And you're saying that Kraft um, yesterday or something uh, spoke about it. And um, I was wondering if he was that... um, interested in Balmore and he spoke about it would he go to craft about it okay you've got me all confused i think the, she meant born yes the report from tom curran was that robert craft noticed that born wasn't being used on sunday in miami and was unhappy or said something about it or uh, dot 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 i can't fill in the second half of that sentence because i forgot exactly what he said but it was something along those lines so um what's the so so what's the question now what is she so i mean that whole thing reeks of, uh, you know. Dis- I think she's saying did did the player, and I guess I think she means Bourne, not Barmore. Did he go to Kraft to get to Belichick? Okay, Tom Kern. My understanding is that Kraft definitely noticed Bourne was left in mothballs all day, and he noticed what happened when he finally got on the field. I don't know if a Bourne ultimatum has been issued, but I'll bet he'll have a far bigger role going forward. I think Mike Tyson got in crafts here. So, but the implication there is the implication there is that the owner is uh, sticking his finger in there and getting involved. Good. I have no problem with this. Didn't I spend money on this guy two off seasons ago when I opened up my checkbook and let you bring in all these players? So why isn't this guy playing? So I just think that's a slippery slope. Robert Kraft doesn't like someone's snap count. I mean, it's one thing on a big like a big quarterback contract. Okay, the owner's involved. I got it. Uh, or who runs the draft board? Like the owner's got to get involved there. Now we're talking. He doesn't like a certain receiver's snap count. Oh, that's that's dangerous territory, and that's and that's where we're headed now. Well, if he's intervening because Patricia's responsible for it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, I I know <laughs> I I get it, but you also have to acknowledge that that is a that is a slippery slope. Jeff Howe at the Athletic now tweets: uh, Born was late to the stadium before the Panthers game, and sent home just a few days 
after getting thrown out of a joint practice for fighting. Recent word is Bourne's playing time is expected to increase after only a couple snaps in Miami. So, again, the, the Carolina game was when his stuff was in his locker. Yeah, that's right? what I told you. Yeah, okay. it was, it, And his locker was open, that he was sent home. Uh, you think his locker would have been closed, but I saw his uniform was in there on his shoulder pads for the Panthers game. Trent Brown, too, that night, right? Yeah. Yes, speak. Well, I'm just saying, if we're born, you know, if we're if born gets sent home and the circumstances were the same deal, maybe there was an issue with Trent Brown the same night. Like, I, I'm just trying to draw a parallel there. Like, I don't know, I don't have any inside info, but I'm telling you, if if they if both their lockers look the same, wouldn't it stand a reason they both got sent home? It's just issues. There's there's just issues on the team, and it's been obvious from the beginning of camp. Uh, let's do ten questions with Bedard right after these words. Boston's home for sports. Listen up, hiring. Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Air Back Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. I don't want to know what this means. Felger and Maz. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, what? I, I, I don't know what that is. 98.5, the sports up. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Did he get locked out going to the bathroom? He might have. Yeah, it's 10 questions. Uh, Felger will be back here momentarily in the interim. <laughs> Kevin Majori, can we go with that? Uh, what are our buzzers this week, my friend? Can we go with buzzer. Is no one hearing me? Did we just go down? I can't hear anything. I can't, I can't hear, hear anything either. Perfect. <laughs> go ahead. Even though Jones's back was turned, I think when he made it, I could still tell. It's like, time out. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones. Who do you got? Tua. <laughs> okay, that's a manipulation of what actually no, went that's down. That's what you said. I withdrew. I withdrew. That was a take back. Go ahead, Kevin. And everywhere I look, every national pundit, Bills, Super Bowl fair, Bills, 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 Bills. <laughs> People love the Buffalo Bills this year. They do love the Bills. Good. We got any more, Kevin? What do we have? Any more? 
Got a gun. Fact, I got two. That's okay, man, because I love God. Got to sing the intro and the computer won't play it. That's going to keep happening. <laughs> there you go. All right. So should we start with the questions without him? Sure. Let's start with the questions without him. Although Felger right, is uh, sprinting in into the is. studio as we speak. So, you know, in the in the interest of um, uh, continuity, I'm going to let Mike ask the question as he settles into his chair. We're starting with number 10. Sorry. My fault. Lost track of the time. Got a gun. Fact, I got two. That's okay, man, because I love God. That's not horrible. Number 10, was Lamar Jackson dumb to turn down the Ravens contract offer of $250 million over six years with 133 guaranteed? Yes, absolutely. If he was looking for you know most mostly guaranteed, which is the reporting, he, he, he hasn't earned that yet. I don't care what Deshaun, Deshaun Watson got. He's definitely dumb, and here's why. He's making $23 million this year. If he gets franchised the next two years, he's going to come and call it, let's just make it $45 million a piece or something. That puts him at 113. They were offering him 133 guaranteed. He should have taken the 133. What are you doing? Uh, to me, do the math. Nope. Go out, have a great season, bet on yourself, and then put him over a barrel just like Joe Flacco did 10 years ago. Okay, the worry here for Lamar Jack, he has no agent. He's going it alone, mm-hmm. which is one thing when you're, you know, Teddy Bruschi, which in all respect to my heart, but, you know, a mid-tier kind of contract. When you're talking about this kind of money, no agent, Dangerous. Next. Is no one hearing me? Did we just go down? I can't hear anything. I can't can't hear anything either. Uh, Dak Prescott will reportedly miss. uh, Now, I guess it might be less. I guess it was less after uh, this morning's reporting. Anyway, should the Cowboys go get a quarterback? And if so, who? Or should they just ride and die with Cooper Rush? No, you can't go get another quarterback because you can't just plug and play. This isn't fantasy football. They made their choice. They went with Cooper Rush. He knows the offense. You got to go with that guy. Jimmy G, go get him. Garoppolo, go get Garoppolo. He would look awesome. Yeah, in but if uniform. I'm Jimmy, there's no way in hell I'm joining that crap show. I he say, would look good in that uni. No, division stinks. Defense is their strength. And if they believe in their OC, Kellen Moore, like they say they do, this should work out with Cooper Rush. Okay. If he wasn't in Philly, I'd say go get uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh. Gardner Minshew would be a fun cowboy. Ooh. You know, he's got he that. He looks yep. like one. Yeah, cowboy swag, like yeah. that whole thing. But there's no way they'd get him from the Eagles. Next. Even though Jones's back was turned, I think, when he made it, I could still tell. It's like, timeout. Yes. <laughs> I swore. Number eight, what was the most disappointing week one performance across the league, player, or team? Packers. They were awful against the Vikings. Just horrible. Rams. I thought they got absolutely spanked in the opener. Defending champs, Rams. Cowboys, only team without a touchdown the whole weekend. And Dak Prescott, even before he got hurt, looked like a jittery idiot. So I say Cowboys. Next. Tua Tungabailoa, Mac Jones. Who do you got? Tua. Nice. Number seven, what was the most impressive week one performance, player or team? Vikings against the Packers. I mean, they they looked really good. good. Kirk Cousins looked awesome. Hey, you know, look at those guys who run the zone scheme. First-time head coaches, Kevin O'Connell and Mike McDaniel, uh, 2-0. Hmm. Pretty good. They actually ran play action. A lot of it. Every Viking highlight I saw was Kirk Cousins faking play action. Guy wide open in the middle of, middle of the field. Wow, what a concept. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. That was a statement to the rest of the league. No Tyreek Hill doesn't matter. I'm still the best quarterback in the league. Same as Maz. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Five touchdowns. Talk of their demise looks premature. Next. And everywhere I look, every national pundit, Bills, Super Bowl fair, Bills, 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 Bills. <laughs> Number six, the following quarterbacks all had ratings above 100 on Sunday. 
Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Tua Tungavailoa, and Carson Wentz. Which one was the biggest mirage? And which one is most likely to repeat those numbers the most often this season? Wentz. He's awful. He threw two picks, and it was against the Jaguars. Okay, so that's the biggest mirage. Who's most likely to put up 100 quarterback ratings on that list? Jameis. Dude is airing it out. He's got weapons. Like They, they have it going on offensively. Winston. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Wentz. Wentz was my... The biggest uh, mirage. Oh, yeah, please. He blows. He's terrible. I'm on with Tua. They got uh, weapons. I think McDaniel's going to get some. I'm not telling he played great, but his rating was 104 on Sunday. Same as Greg. The mirage was Wentz, and Jameis Winston can keep it up. Those wide receivers are awesome. But Maz is right about Tua. He wasn't even good in the game. He wasn't even good, and he put up a buck four. I didn't even know he had 100 quarterback know, ratings until right? he was on the list. I, and I would agree. Like I thought he was really unimpressive, and he still – so that shows you what that offense is capable of. Correct. So – uh, that would that kind of scared me. Done right. Next, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones. Who do you got? Tua. Biggest tool bag of week one. Hackett. Hackett last night. And, and Murray was talking about it in the break. I mean, I, I was watching the game. I was like, dude, why aren't you calling a timeout? You have three left. Set something up. Russell Wilson on a naked boot. Something. And he kicks it from 64? Yep. Are you insane? On the road? Outdoors? Nathaniel, don't call me Buddy Hackett. Seriously, you clown. You clown. What a stooge. I won't call him that. I'm going to refer to him as Mile High Joe Judge for the rest of the season. <laughs> that, I had a hard time going to bed last night after watching that thing. I couldn't believe it. And he was another one of these guys earlier in the game. Take the three points, you dunce. You've had, you'd struggled on offense the whole time. Take the three points. You wouldn't be in this situation where it's fourth and five, 46 seconds left, and you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you decide for a 64-yard field goal. And by the way, even after that, if you hung into it, then he used his timeouts yes. out of spite like a baby. I hate this guy. <laughs> uh, Denver might be in trouble with this guy. Oh. Have you listened to the post game? Like, oh, man, he may be in way, way over his skis already. Next. Got a gun. Fact, I got two. That's okay, man, because I love God. I'm really We could start a cover band. That's not that bad. Really not that bad. Give me your top three favorite Patriot wins over Pittsburgh of all time. There have been quite a few. Shouldn't have a trouble coming up with three. 01 AFC Championship game. 04 AFC Championship game. And the 2015 regular season opener where Tomlin got Zolak in his headset. That was a fun oh, one. That was yeah. a good one. Uh, first two, the same. 01 and 04. Those were, uh, to me, obvious choices. And then I went 2017. The 27-24 game that uh, helped inspire the change in the catch rule with Jesse James going over the yeah. goal line. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and I dropping the ball. I, that, was, that was, was that? I know <laughs> this, this, these chairs. Seriously, watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this look at TV. Look out. Seriously, I hope we got a slick. gift for that. If you're not careful, right. these things will fly. You better not wax your backside. <laughs> I rank them 04 AFC Championship game, 01 AFC Championship game because Maz went with the 2017 game, which I wanted to do. I'll give you a weird one. December 1998, Bledsoe with the pin in his finger. Sneaky good. Throws three picks, but good in that game. And they helped destroy Three Mile, uh, three mile Stadium there, uh, Three Rivers Stadium. I almost called it Three Mile Island. Because, like, half of the wall broke in the fourth quarter. Oh, I loved that one. It was a game they had no business winning. Hmm. I barely remember that, but okay. I'll give you another one because all the ones you mentioned are the obvious ones. I'll, I'll give you a, a, a sneaky one. It was 2010. It was Rob Gronkowski's rookie year. 
you're coming off of uh, 09, where you really weren't good. And in the first half of that year, you didn't really quite know what you were. The week before, you had gone to Cleveland. Oh, right. And Mangini had pantsed you. Yep. And it's like, oh, you know, what the hell? I think you were still, I'm just looking at it right here. You still had only two, you were six and two at the time. You were six and two, but you're coming off that Cleveland loss, coming off of 2009. You just you weren't quite sure it was a primetime game at Pittsburgh on Sunday night, and you blew doors. 39 26 was the final. I think Gronkowski may have had a couple, three. He had three. That's what you were giving me before. So, like, that was, uh, that was, and you, and you didn't lose the rest of the way until you got to, unfortunately, against the Jets. But you ran the table after that in the regular season. That was uh, that was another big. There's so many of them. You've, you've you've gone into that stadium so many times over the years and punched that team in the mouth. I I, I sort of I even I look I, I look at this week and I feel like you still sort of have it in you. Just given, I I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm living in the past, but that's that's always a spot you've done well in. Uh, anyway, next is no one hearing me? Did we just go down? I can't hear anything. I can't, I can't hear, hear anything, anything either. Uh, three, rank the top coaches in the NFL. Stop when you get to Mike Tomlin, please. McVay, uh, Reed, Vrabel, Belichick, Tomlin, just ahead of McDermott. Wow. I had the exact same list in the exact same order because Greg apparently cheated. Yeah, we're I talk- cheat off you. Okay, well, hold on. Go ahead, Jim. We're talking right now, right? Yeah, right now, right. Uh, McVay, Reed, Tomlin. That's it. Yep. Okay. I'm surprised Bill's still in your top five. Uh, anyway, next. Barely. Next. Even though Jones's back was turned, I think, when he made it, I could still tell. It's like, time out. Excuse yes, me. <laughs> Name the greatest franchises in NFL history and stop when you get to the Steelers. Packers, Steelers. TB12, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Whoever's got Brady and then Pittsburgh. Yeah, They're number one, unfortunately. If we're talking titles, history, worldwide fandom, it's them. They are. They're number one. I obviously am being a wise ass. Pittsburgh's number go one. Pack, go. They have the best winning percentage in league history. They're, they're absolutely the number one. Okay. Packers, Dallas, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. I'm not putting those in any. In, in any I, I'm, I just want to give the list till I get to the Patriots. Okay? okay. This is what I want to do. Pittsburgh, Dallas, Green Bay. What did I say? San Francisco. Okay. Is there, a, is, is there a fifth I can put ahead of the Patriots? Would you mm. say the Giants? No. I, I, I just can't quite do it. Three? Three Super Bowls or two? Three. Three. And plus you have you four. Know, the history. Four. No, the Giants have four. Yeah, 86, 90. Yeah, yeah, 90 no, yeah no, Parcells had two and Coughlin yeah. had two. So the Giants, I think I may put the Giants ahead of you. And you have NFL. I think they had a couple NFL championships before the Super Bowl. Ended. Absolutely. In the 50s? You yeah. better believe it. Yes, yes, they yes, yes, the, yes. The marquee franchise. Giants five. <laughs> Giants five, uh, and if I keep thinking about it, I'm Raiders. I, no, I, I think the Raiders are an overrated trash organization. I always have. I I, I will not put the Raiders ahead of you. Can't do Washington anymore. Green Bay, Dallas, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, New York Football Giants. If I can find another one, I'm going to drop you to seven. Bears. No, they haven't won. They haven't won in my lifetime. It doesn't. I can't do that. 85. But here's here's why I put all those other teams ahead of you. All you've really done is have one run. Now, it was an incredible... It was the best run of all time. Oh, here we go. Well, but what? I, I'm 20 just telling years. you. you I mean, it's 20 years. No, I'm, I'm talking right to you, Patriot fan. I'm, I'm not afraid. You've had one run with one coach and one quarterback. 
These other franchises, organiza- I said organization, organization. All these other teams have won with multiple coaches, multiple quarterbacks spanning multiple eras. You had one run with two guys. That does not make you an all-time great franchise. Sorry. And if I can find another one to put ahead of you, I'll drop you to seven. How about Denver? I, 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 you might consider it. You absolutely, you might consider it. Kansas City? Multiple coaches, multiple quarterbacks. They Organization, not just one run when one guy falls out of the sky into your lap. All right, finally, last one. <laughs> and everywhere I look, every national pundit, Bills, Super Bowl fair, Bills, 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 Bills. Would you rank Steeler fans among the best or the worst in the NFL? Among the best, no question. I mean, they, they travel in hordes and... They're not that bitchy on Twitter compared to other franchises. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. They're not like Bills fans. He's right. Maybe they're analog bitches. They because might be. They, yeah, they're I don't know if they have high speed in <laughs> yeah, Because right, maybe, they, maybe, maybe they're still letter writers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The Steeler fan sends you like the, the ransom note with the, mag, the cutout magazine letters. Maybe. Maybe they're analog idiots. Because I've always considered them among, the biggest bunch of yahoos. Worst. Go ahead. Worst. They're among the worst. Go ahead. A complete bunch of freaking dirt bags. I remember one time coming home from a game and there was some chicken in a Roethlisberger shirt uh, with her jeans hanging halfway down her fat ass. Like, it was awful. She was, uh, to me, emblematic of Pittsburgh. It was horrible. So, I like Maz. I'm repulsed by them, but they're the best. They do travel well, so I think they're one of the best. See, I think they're among the worst. They're passionate, so I, I can't uh, say, like... She was gross. But listen... <laughs> They, you ain't no oil painting either there, Mass. Listen. Especially they, when you put on that stupid 49ers helmet. They are they are as gross as the grossest uh, Bears fan, Bills fan, Midwestern gross. Yet they're nasty like, like people from the East Coast. At least the Bills fan, the Packer fan, those are sort of friendly-ish people-ish. Uh the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers fans like the worst of both words. And they're worlds. dumb. They've, they've, they've got the dumb, nasty East Coast thing going. And, Maz, they are what? Dumb and ugly. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and, uh, seriously. And she did. She had the jeans. She was in the security line in front of me with her pants basically down at her thighs. I was like, good God. <laughs> would you put? She looked like a plumber. <laughs> like, pull up your pants, sweetie. <laughs> Boy, Maz, you got some issues, bro. I'm done. I was scarred by the image. I can tell. Obviously. Here comes an update from Murray. We're back with more of your calls. Don't go anywhere. Boston, want to save some green on your cannabis? Search Lantern now to get the best prices on the best cannabis products and free same-day delivery. So you save on gas, too. Cha-ching! Search Lantern now to shop across Greater Boston's top dispensaries and find the best price on the products you want. If it's an eighth, an edible, or a vape, find exactly what you want with filters for product types, effects, price, and more. Then get it delivered to your door for free. Search Lantern now to get started and get more green for less of that other green. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. 
can help fill in the blanks, but we need some of the spiel. Felger. Uh, on a different note, and mass. the cork is popping out of the bottle. That's a, a metaphor. Felger and Mass. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Right back to the phones with the big boy, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Join us in our uh, Town Fair Tire Studios. Let's come back with uh, Brian and Attleboro. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, what's going on? So Aguilar has a $15 million cap hit, uh, cap hit this year, and with Howard shutting down uh, Parker, you'd think Aguilar needed to set up, step up a little bit, and what did he do? He had three catches for 28 yards with a fumble and a pick thrown his way. Do you guys think Bill's sticking with Aguilar the same way he's sticking with Nikhil Harry um, because he doesn't want to look like an idiot for taking these guys? Okay. Thanks. So the pick was thrown to uh, Parker, but either way, Greg, your thoughts on Aguilar, I'll just answer for you. You said earlier that Aguilar clearly beat out Bourne in camp. He did, and, you know, I, I don't think Aguilar's that good. I thought he had a good summer, but I don't think he's – He's going to be an impactful player um, for the Patriots. And look, I think they need to – They obviously, from what I said in the open, they need to figure out a lot of things on this offense. But they need to figure out personnel, like how are they going to use it. You know, just, Parker does not need to be out there every single snap. He doesn't. He doesn't bring enough. He's a possession guy. He should be – you know, they're going to have to find a way to get more speed on the field. If They, they need to take – for the, the at least take another step this week – they need to. They should be sitting down and saying, "Like, all right, well, how do we get some speed on the field? Our playmakers. I mean, Johnu Smith at least made a couple plays when he got the ball in his hands. Uh, Kendrick Bourne made a play. Aguilar has juice. You know, I look out there and it's they're twelve personnel: Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers. Maz can cover cover some of those guys. I mean, it does not scare NFL defenses. At least have somebody out there like, oh crap." I might have to get back because this guy could run by me. In their regular 12 personnel, nobody's running by anybody. Evan in Boston. Go, Evan. Hi, guys. So, uh, you know, this whole thing with uh, Kendrick Bourne and uh, Trent Brown, I think there's something bigger going on here. If you saw the uh, social media stuff with Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne in the offseason, Robert Kraft was picking them up from their homes, taking them all over the place. I think we got a real palace cue going on and a bigger issue with the Patriots than we realize. Well, Kendrick Bourne and Trent Brown said the same thing, so, that they love their team. Okay, well, Trent Brown I don't know about, but Kendrick Bourne definitely has an ally in Robert Kraft. According to Tommy Kern at NBC Sports Boston, uh, it is Kern's understanding that Kraft definitely noticed Bourne was left in mothballs all day. And he noticed what happened when he finally did get in the field, get on the field, which was that 41-yard bomb down the left sideline. Uh, Curran says, I don't know if a born ultimatum has been issued, but I'll bet he'll have a far bigger role going forward. So offensive coordinator Robert Kraft now weighing in on snap counts and targets for the receiving core. Carlos in Connecticut. Go ahead, Carlos. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of touch on, you know, this whole Kendrick Bourne situation, kind of comparing it to Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know, I always kind of theorized that it was Patricia that kind of went to Daddy Bill and said, hey, guys, I kind of had a fight with Malcolm or something along those lines, and Bill just acquiesced. So I just kind of wanted to ask about that and see what's going on. So, you know, the reporting here is that uh, Bourne landed in Patricia's doghouse, which I find so much less 
acceptable than Bill's doghouse. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't feel worse that it's Patricia's oh, doghouse? Totally. But I'll tell you what, I thought the same thing that the caller did. As soon as I heard it, I went, oh, does this explain Malcolm Butler? <laughs> that was like my knee-jerk reaction. I was just thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. so Malcolm Butler on offense. Well, that worked out well for the Patriots. Right, like that was my knee-jerk reaction. So you immediately wonder, you know, and again, the fact that it was three weeks ago, Mike, like, I look at that and go, would you get – so So is, is this a guy that holds grudges? Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. Like, get out of the way and do what's best for your team. The guy missed me, and he did have a bad week that week. They kicked his ass out of practice. Fine. No problem. Come Monday, we start over again. Here you go. You got another chance. Ron in Framingham on Mac Jones. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just wondering – I'd like to kind of make a statement. Um, is Mac Jones headed into a – kind of Jim Plunkett situation where he's going to get beat up for a couple of years. They're going to have a bad season, and then they're going to let him go, and he'll become a great quarterback. Right. Are you worried about them, uh, you know, stunting the growth of Mac Jones? Of course. I mean, that's where I've been all summer. You know, there's no question that he regressed this summer. There's no question the offense has regressed. They, They were far below what they did against the Dolphins last year with a bunch of new people. And this was a game unlike that I've seen Jones have so far with the Patriots where there's not a good plan. He looks confused. He's not sure what to do. He's not sure what to trust. Where this should be a continued this should be game eighteen for him. Seventeen in the regular season playoff game last year. This should be game eighteen. Instead, it felt like game one. And check out his debut. I mean, they scored sixteen points. They lost to the Dolphins in the opener last year. He got the. I remember that game. He got the crap blitzed out of him. He made plays. I was like, they have something here that this kid, Brian Flores, threw the kitchen sink at Mac Jones last year, and the kid answered everything. And then suddenly, a year later, he's out there. The Dolphins don't even blitz that much. I think it was like ten percent of the time, and he doesn't have a clue. You know, everybody knows the answer to what the issue is. It's not Mac Jones. It's not. I mean, Mike, just quickly again, on that play to Parker, the ball that got picked off, Jono Smith has two or three strides on the defender. And he's cutting it right across the middle. It's an easy 7, no, 8, no. 10, 15-yard gain. Who knows? As Greg said earlier, did they just call it from the sidelines. We got, we just went and signed this guy. He's playing in his old building against his own team. We're going to go give him a chance to make a play and show the old team that they got it wrong, and we're going to trust that Devontae Parker makes this play go up top. And he didn't even bother to look. You, you, you were talking about the interception. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was called from the sidelines. You're going up top to Parker. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean if, really unbelievable. So, I mean, he didn't even bother to look at the field. Greg's right. A long commercial-free segment. We'll say goodbye to Bedard right after this. Not your neighborhood packy. High Profile Bodega is Boston's locally owned go-to dispensary, offering an exclusive selection of premium cannabis products and the best bundles in the city. Re-up with their bundles featuring cannabis cup-winning cloud cover, the build-your-own pre-roll five-pack, or their Bodega Run Edibles bundle. They're wicked pissa. Whether you're a beginner, coming back to the industry, or a connoisseur, come visit them in DOT and take advantage of their free parking. Located at 43 Freeport Street, right off Dot Ave, or explore High Profile Cannabis. Please consider 
responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR284. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. Back in your face. Fuck it. Felger and Mass. 98.5. The Sports Hub. Hi, Matt. Happy birthday. Thank you, Karen. Um, I'm just curious. Uh, I know you've called defensive plays for quite a, quite a while, and now you're calling offensive plays. Uh, how different is it? And is it something that you're sort of, you know, trying to get a handle on? Um, you know, I think, you know, just uh, certainly whatever I've done in the past, you know, I had a lot of years uh, of doing that, which was great uh, for me. And, and you certainly improve uh, in those roles as you as you go forward and, and move along and get experience. And I would say just like anybody in any job uh, that they do, um, you know, certainly, obviously, the experience that you get, the more you do the job, then, you know, the better it gets, which is great. Um, I think I was, you know, uh, lucky enough to start on the offensive side of the ball a long time ago and maybe see a, a different transition. You know, I certainly I worked for Charlie Weiss, who was a great offensive coordinator. And, you know, and Josh came over to the offensive side of the ball and I watched him learn and grow from that aspect of it, too. And before I switched over to defense. So um, I think all of that is stuff that, you know, you just understand, hey, it's part of the process as you go through. I think one of the things for me right now, honestly, is just I have a, we have a great staff, you know, that just works together and really in a big collaborative manner that tries to help, um, you know, put everything in, in order and, and um, you know, put the game plans together and put the uh, practices and, and the things that we want to try to do. So it's really just a, it's really a collaborative effort right now from that aspect of it. Did we mention it was Patricia's birthday? Uh, okay, so wrapping up here with Bedard, what are your thoughts heading into this week? I mean, we'll see how it is. We'll see if it gets better. I mean, I, I the T.J. Watt injury is huge. One of the best defensive players in the game. And him not being out there certainly helps the Patriots' chances. The Steelers are awful offensively. Uh, Trubisky is terrible. He makes plays once in a while. But then again, we're saying the same things about Tua. Can't beat Tua. Can't get him off the field in the last three minutes of a ball game, like ever. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes on offense. I just wanted to mention, so, you know, as an example to, you know, what I've been talking about with the disconnect between, you know, tried and true offensive coaching and guys who are think they know what they're doing. The, 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 the play right before the strip sack, okay, it was the Johnny Smith fade, okay, that's you're coming out for a drive. That's a called play where you're like, all right, we're going to take this shot here. We really like this. They they tried to cut the ends. Of course, Trent Brown missed his cut, uh, whiffed on it completely. But they came out and they said, we're going to do this. That's fine. That's what Matt Patricia does. A real offensive coordinator would say to Mac Jones, look, if you get this look, if you get this matchup, this is what, then run the play. If not, check out of it, go to this. No, they just run plays. These guys, Patricia and Judge, have these plays, concepts, whatever, that they've 
you know, taken from wherever. They're just trying to smash it in there, and they, they believe in this stuff where they need to believe in the players and the matchups. That's where the games are won offensively in this league now. It's not plays or concepts. you got to set it up, you know, with personnel, with formations, with motion, with, all right, we're going to motion. How many times did you see Brady? With his guy, I'm going to motion this guy. All right, we're going to motion him back. Now we have the matchup that we want. Now we're going to go after it. There's none of that anymore. It's, we really like this play. You're going to run it no matter what. Okay, and Greg, so this is what I was asking you earlier. If it, if it's being predetermined, doesn't that eliminate one of Jones's strengths? 100%. 100%. Uh, you know, Mac Jones was in the perfect situation for him and the team when he had McDaniels. And then to go in a different direction year two with him is completely betraying probably his greatest strength as a quarterback. His mind, quick decisions, anticipating what the defense is going to do. There's none of that anymore. You know, you saw it. There must have been three or four plays where it's just background football. Mac Jones gets back there, doesn't have it. I mean, even even right before, on their scoring drive, which their, their scoring drive was a disaster and the only reason they scored is because the Dolphins kept screwing up that 27 the cornerback I think it was Keon Crossan Josh Boyer much screamed at him like three times in that drive the Jacoby Myers little seven yard catch Crossan got turned around he just gave it to him Boyer was pissed off got right in his face there are other plays like that but you get into the red zone you have Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith you're paying them 12 and a half million dollars each first and goal and what do they do Swing pass to Damian Harris that's batted down. Even if he catches it, he's dead right after he catches the ball. Against zone coverage. Second play. Damian Harris in the flat again on the other side. And it's, it's tackled immediately. And then finally on third down, there's a complete coverage bust by the Dolphins to the point where Ty Montgomery can roll into the end zone. He's so open. I saw it as I think Howard... Stayed in man coverage when he was supposed to. It was supposed to be short zone, or at least Jalen Phillips was supposed to get out there. Somebody messed up. It was a complete coverage bust. But how do you not look on on? I think it was the second down play to Damian Harrison the flat. Jonu Smith is wide open in the middle of the field. I I figured all right, they're in the red zone. Hunter Henry time. Here we go. Did Hunter Henry get like any looks other than like scramble plays in this game? It seemed like. It wasn't anything. Hey, let's take advantage. If if the safety's on him and he's got a bigger body, let's get him bodied up. Or if the linebacker, let's get Hunter Henry spread out, X-ISO, trips to, trips to the left. Let's do something. Let's just back him up just to get a play. There's none of that stuff. It's not even close. And it's not going to get just a little bit better every week. Is the execution going to get better? Yeah. You know, is the defense going to screw up sometimes? Yes. But this team is not talented enough to win just calling plays. Has it been for a long time? So I was going to say, normally I'd like them in this spot. I picked them in this game. I'll probably pick them this week. This is where I have them winning one of the first four games. I mean, to me, I feel like this was a better spot than last week. I think they have to win this game. But I but I feel like they're so far away. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like you know it's the same thing. They weren't really ready to go. In Miami, they're still not really ready to go. And and here's the other thing, the big factor in this game. It's Brian Flores who's helping out with the defense in this one. And nobody knows how to attack the Patriots up front like Brian Flores does. I mean, at least 
at least Mac Jones had Josh McDaniels to help him last year against Brian Flores. Like, look out. Okay, big boy. Look forward to uh, talking to you next week. All right, sounds good. Okay. See you, Gregory. We got uh, 90 seconds for an update from Big Jim Murray, and then we're back. There's been some interesting reporting on the Kendrick Bourne situation that I want to get to. More thoughts on, uh, well, the heat being turned up on Bill nationally. There's getting more people taking a look at the situation here and wondering just what the heck is going on. We'll get to all of that and your calls. Again, right after the update, there are no commercials. Hey there, it's Taylor at The Vault. Are you curious about cannabis, an expert, or anything in between? Then we invite you to The Vault. Our highly knowledgeable and expert staff are here to answer all your questions. The Vault has the widest selections in the state and extremely competitive pricing. We are sure to meet and exceed all your needs. Visit one of our two convenient locations in Webster and in Worcester. The Vault, your key to cannabis. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282527. 